ladies and gentlemen, this is Ringside Chaos, the best pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world, where pro wrestling is discussed passionately and most importantly through educational aspects. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the co-hosts of the Great Girth Podcast, a passionate and well-educated pro wrestling fan in his own way. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Trujillo. Tony, welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me back, man. Uh, I'm I'm excited because this is one of the things I love doing the most, talking wrestling. I try to keep it off the show just because Austin's not really a wrestling guy and I'm not really a sports <laughs> guy. So we we tend to keep them away, but this is one of my favorite things to do and I'm ready to talk about it, especially because we've had some time to see what's going on play out a little bit. So I, th- yeah. I think we should dive into it. I was thinking, um, well, first off, let's start from the beginning. For those listening, we're going to be talking about the infamous We Want Cody chant, um, <laughs> everything that's been going on. I, I really wanted to do this episode once uh, the kickoff had hit, but Family stuff came up, and then yeah. we got to see Raw and SmackDown, which is perfect because now we can kind of recap everything and see how we feel about it. And so, I, did not, I did not want to throw this episode away because, look, you know, much like me, you know, life is just so difficult. And, you know, and I, got, and I, I told everybody, you and Austin, I feel like the friendship, you know, me you know, uh, getting us in each other's lives was, you know, like a prophecy. And Austin's been on my other show, my Dallas Cowboys podcast. So you and Austin are just beyond a blessing. Especially you, you on this wrestling show, Tony. You know, I feel like this show, like you're you're most important, like you're a must need on this show. And you kind of gave your thoughts on one of the episodes on the Great Girls podcast, but I think on this one you can go in all the way. And I'm still going to give my thoughts. And I got to say, like The Rock turning heel. First of all, I had to correct fans. Like it's not the first time Rock turned heel. He turned heel in 2002. Exactly. Before that, he was heel in 1998, the Survivor Series. That was the very first pro wrestling event that I watched on TV, the 98 yep. Survivor Series. So that particular conference was chaotic. This is why this whole episode is going to become is basically about chaos going to WrestleMania. And I right. think this all started because CM Punk got hurt. I do think so. And like, like I mentioned on Great Girth, I do feel like The Rock and Roman was something we were never going to get. Because I feel like this is Triple H and the writers trying to get a big one over the fans. And if that's the truth, then congrats, because it worked. However, there's rumors everywhere that that's not the case. That fans did hijack the show, and because of the backlash they weren't prepared for, they were like, fuck it, let's just give them what they want. Which is rare. WWE is very, very notorious for not listening to fans. So that's (laughs) that's why... well, that's why I thought that this shit's a work, like completely. I mean, I'm sure most of it's a work, but that's why I think that we were never going to get Rock and Roman. I think this is part of something bigger, which is where you saw the Rock joining the bloodline. But that being said, moving forward, what it looks like is prediction time. So we kind of have a – it hasn't been official, but we were already told by Monday Night Raw standards that uh, – or standards, Monday Night Raw – came on and we were given a hint from Seth Rollins that he'll be in Cody's corner at WrestleMania. So we don't get the same bullshit as last year. All that does is again, it's a cog in the machine. So that moves my theory forward even more, which is I think we're not going to, that fight's not going to wait till WrestleMania. I think we're going to get a little clash between the two parties 
And either we're going to get Seth and Cody versus The Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber. Rock and Roman will win to prove dominance and to make people kind of wonder how WrestleMania is going to go. So that way we're not told right away because nobody wants to know the actual results. That's like not fun. Right. We'll come to WrestleMania night one. My guess is Drew is going to win the Elimination Chamber. That's the only person I can think of that they're really going to give that chance to. Well, so, right on, on an episode, I said because CM Punk is hurt, I said that Drew McIntyre should win the Elimination Chamber, win the title from Seth Rollins, hold the belt for a year, and then drop yeah. it to CM Punk because of you know of that promo. I pray for this that this would happen, and you know it happened. So that's what and I. And honestly, like we said, Drew McIntyre needs to win the title in front of a live audience at WrestleMania. People yeah. say, yeah, but it should be as a babyface. Like, look, as a babyface or as a heel, if it's done correctly, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. But yeah, I mean, he got screwed when he won his world title because, because I don't of the care fact if I offend anybody. Fans. It's because a global, uh, a biological weapon that was deliberately released that caused this. If I just offended you, look, I'm sorry. The truth hurts, but that's how it went. All right, it was There's a biological weapon there, deliberately yeah. released. So yeah, the whole world. The crap hit the fan. The world shut down. It was complete bullshit. I pissed a lot of people off with this. So that WrestleMania where they were at the performance center, I enjoyed that WrestleMania more than I did the next year's WrestleMania. And I was there at the next year's WrestleMania. I was there in Tampa. Like, here's the thing. It was a good WrestleMania. I've never seen one that I was like that disappointed with. But the energy was weird, man. It just... I was disappointed in comparison to the one before. And you would think it's vice versa because a lot of people do not like the performance center WrestleMania. Understood. You know, but it's just heartbreaking to see us. I was crying for Drew McIntyre really because this was his moment and he won the title, you know, in front of, in in front of nobody. Right. That's the part. They need, they need to give him that chance to win a title in front of a major audience. And I think they need to do it now. Which I think that's what they'll do. And then night two, we'll see Cody and Roman. I've got two theories. One is The Rock will interfere and he'll screw Cody over and Roman will pick up the win. Or The Rock's going to screw over Roman and Cody gets the win and then we're going to get Roman and Rock. But the reason I don't think that's going to happen right away is because they're already pitching this idea of The Rock being part of the bloodline. So I don't think this is going to be a two-month story. I think they're going to stretch this out. I, I do feel, and I could be wrong, 80% of me says that Cody is going to win. I think that that's something that they realize the fans want. I think that's what they're going to give them. People are tired of Roman. They voice that. They're not happy with The Rock. They voice that. Mm. So, you know, <coughs> like, let's talk about this, dude. I have never, not since I was a kid, heard people say Rocky sucks or go away. Because they were saying that, too. They were saying, go away, go away. Because they weren't happy with the fact that he came in and, uh, you know, tried to steal the limelight. Which, to be fair, I understand. I said this on the show, too. I don't like when people like Cena and The Rock show up just to get a little extra money and steal the fucking spot from hard workers. Like, that does infuriate me. So, I have a love-hate relationship with The Rock. However, I'm not going to just shit on The Rock, either, because... And I said this on the show, too. I don't like Dwayne Johnson as a person. I despise him. I'm not even joking. I hate him more than most wrestlers. But I love The Rock, dude. I love the character. And even Hill Rock is great. So when he comes out on Friday Night SmackDown, it was awesome. It was like revisiting Attitude Era all over again. And I think it's time we get 
if the rock's going to be in this for a while, I think they should make it for what it's worth, you know, make him a bad guy, make him hate it. Because right now a lot of people really do hate Dwayne Johnson. That's perfect. I would imagine he's taking a break from Hollywood. I think so because there's a lot of, uh, I posted this meme and it's pretty relevant to what we're talking about, but it was the grim reaper and he's mm-hmm. going door to door. And it's yeah, I saw, I saw it. Yeah, rock. I did. Yeah. It's like DC fast and furious now WWE, which is kind of true, dude. The rock is not, uh, the people's champion right now. Like uh, a lot of people that, well, let's be honest here. Does anyone really like him in his movies? I do, but there's the big fan base of people that just hate him. They just fucking despise him. They think he's a terrible actor. They see through him. They see who he really is. And that's fine. I still enjoy his movies. I still love him as a wrestler. I just, yeah, I don't like him as a person. So I, I do have a love-hate relationship right there. So my immediate thought was when The Rock was coming back, I was kind of pissed. I was like, well, what about Cody? And then Cody wins the Rumble, and they're still playing this shit with The Rock. And I was like, dude, I will be one of those fans that's really pissed if this happens because I am one of those people that I wanted The Rock and Roman so bad, but I wanted that like two, three years ago. It's a little too late, in my opinion, especially given that we've got Cody Chance. I mean, Cody's taking the world by storm, if you ask me. Yeah, big time. He is, he is like the next... To, I, I know people don't like hearing this, but numbers don't lie. And I'm a Cody fanboy myself, but Cody Rhodes has pretty much reached that peak where John Cena was. Ultimate babyface. Yeah. yeah. And if they're smart and they play their chips right, that's what they're going to get. We'll get five years of Cody, which is going to suck in my opinion, because I don't like that many years. Dude, I think that honestly, I know how this sounds and I know how plain it's going to sound, but I really don't enjoy long title reigns. A year is good. Keep it at that. Two years is pushing it. I don't want anything other than that because that does take away from a lot of the dudes that are working hard to get there. And we know that this is basically fixed. We know it's written. So why are we fucking with people's minds for years on end? Like Roman Reigns, you can't deny the fact that he put asses in seats. There's a big fan base. There still is that, that love him. And arguably, he's better. The company, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't like him, but I will say this. He is better now than he ever was years ago. I never cared for him when he was in the Shield. I never cared for him when he was the dog. I thought that he was terrible. I was like everyone else. This dude can't wrestle. He's so boring. He's so plain. There's nothing about him that's interesting. And then he becomes a bad guy. Four years ago was what he needed. That's what what basically saved his career. Yeah, he needed to be a bad guy, dude. The tribal, that, yeah, him becoming the tribal chief, the, the head of the table, that's what Roman Reigns needed more than anything. Just like in my opinion, L.A. Knight needed to be a babyface in order to get that fucking popularity surging. Because people already liked him, but he had to be a babyface. It wasn't going to work as a heel. Remember There's the WrestleMania guys- match with Brock Lesnar where the fans were the fans were so uninto it. They were literally chanting, this boring, this sucks. And, of course, after the match, Brock Lesnar... Through the title at Vince McMahon. The match yeah. was poorly received. I mean, oh. Well, I mean, Roman like Reigns, this. I don't think he's ever commented on it because he's just like, okay, look, it was not good, but Roman probably just doesn't doesn't want to stir up the drama. But, you know, but like I said, yeah, you mentioned yeah, he was in the Shield and then, you know, you know the, the big dog and everything. And, I mean, I'll tell you, after he beat The Undertaker that next night, all oh, those chants at him, F you, Roman. You know, yeah. like that, oh, 
But well, he was the guy that can't catch a break until he became until he became the tribal, tribal chief. chief. Yeah, which but it works because I don't like him, and that's what a wrestler is supposed to do. If you yeah. don't, you need to you need to hate a wrestler or like him. You can't be in the middle because then they're not doing their job. Yes, there can't be eat. yeah. He there can't be wrestlers in the middle. He has like Shinsuke, one of yeah. them. Yeah. But I do think that if they play their cards right, Cody will win the belt, and then we can go from there with the bloodline story and developing it into a potential Rock and Roman. Waiting till next year's WrestleMania seems a little too ridiculous, in my opinion. This would be better as a SummerSlam match. Because I never wanted the Rock and Roman, not just because of Cody, but also... We know who's going to win. Rock's not going to stay around to win that belt. Let's take the belt out of the picture, and then there's the element of surprise. You're like, well, who's going to win this one then? Because is it going to be Team Roman because he's the big dog, and or you know he's the he's the guy, or is it going to be the Rock, who's a legend that usually wins WrestleMania matches? But when one of them has a belt, and it's the one who's a well part time, kind of full time. There's no element of surprise. You know who the fuck is going to win that. So that's why I didn't want that match either. And I kind of thought if they really go through with it, fans are going to hijack that match too. That's going to be a poorly perceived match because of the fans. Not even the fucking performance it's given. It's just the fans are going to hate it just because it wasn't Cody. Now, I will say this. I was definitely one of those Team Cody. I was, I was tweeting fucking, we want Cody. Like, I was pissed. But there are people that took it too far, specifically those that were sending death threats to The Rock's daughter. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? I mean, like, what, what does she have to do? With, 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 I mean, look, she, The Rock's daughter is in a position where she's doing great, but yeah. she, she does as she's told. She has right. no control, no power. I mean, I'm pretty sure they tell her. I mean, I, I don't even think they even tell her what they're going to do with her dad. I really don't think. And I don't even think Mr. Johnson... I'm sure he's sold. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, th- this is top secret. We, you you got to keep it to yourself. So fans, I, unfortunately, will take things that far. I mean, yeah, they, they make it personal and it shouldn't be like I give f- fans credit because if this was not part of the plan and WWE actually listened to the backlash, kudos to the fans for basically saying like, no, that's not what we want. We're going to check out if you do that. So, I mean, I'm not saying that more fans need to do that shit, but. If you're a WWE fan and you don't like the way shit's going, maybe voice your opinion, get a campground started and just start hashtagging shit, but don't fucking send death threats and don't whine about it. I mean, to be honest... like this one and give your honest thoughts. Right. Like, there was a part of me that was extreme. I told Austin that if they do Roman and The Rock, I'm not going to watch it out of respect for Cody and because I'm pissed about it. But then I was like, well... That's kind of being a piss poor fan. You might as well just watch it just to see how the match goes. Like, there's no reason to like hate it that much because it's still The Rock. It's still a fucking yeah, awesome. He's in, he's in great shape. He can still he can still he can still work. And yeah. you know, and, and everybody wants to know my theory because you know, uh, you know, look. Right now, I think at first they may have wanted to change it, Rock versus Roman, but because of the reaction, I think Rock said, "Look, we're gonna have to go back on this one. It's it's better." If I just if, if I'm not in the match, but we can we can do something. And the theories is like this. I believe, you know, one theory I have it is I imagine if The Rock is the special guest referee, and imagine it looks like Ro- like Roman's gonna win after you know interference. Rock makes the count, but right before three he stops, and then he and then something happens, 
Ro- he, Ro- he, he, he gives Roman the rock bottom and then does the people's elbow and then he tells and then he tells Cody finish the story now now finish it and then Cody hits uh, the crossroads and that's it I mean that's what I would love to see or you know or if he's not the special guest referee after interference he like he pulls like 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 imagine Solo or whoever interferes the referee's about to make the count but the Rock pulls the referee out and says we're not doing it like this that's in the it- face ways but in the other ways as you said it. The Rock is involved, and then the the heel the heels prevail. And unfortunately, Cody doesn't finish the story, which, as you said, fans are gonna be pissed off, so mad that there could be a riot. The only way for this to work too is they can't have The Rock turn on Roman just out of the blue at WrestleMania. Within the next coming weeks, they need to develop a jealousy storyline. They need to do something where. The Rock and Roman start getting a little petty with each other, that's and then Cody we get. Needs, that's why Cody needs to win clean, and that's why yeah. first of all, that's why that's why Cody needs to win, despite all odds. And mm. then after that, Roman gets his rematch at the next pay per view after WrestleMania. Despite interference, he once again fails. Then the, then the dissension starts. I mean, it's not only to the Rock. Like imagine he starts, he blames J, uh, Jimmy Uso. He blames uh, Solo Sikoa. I mean, this is when the bloodline really begins to sink like the Titanic. And Roman Reigns, uh, then, then the wise man Paul Heyman tries to play the peacekeeper. I mean, there's a, a lot of things can come out of it. But what worries me is that it's if it's not done correctly, because then it could that, be boring. That, yeah. I mean, you, you see, look, and and, and people want to uh, okay, well. After we're kind of done with our theories, there is a little update about the whole Vince McMahon saga, which we'll get to. But, you know, fans want to see a post-Vince McMahon run WWE because for so long, Vince was just not doing things. Well, I can't say, okay, in my view, he was doing a lot of things wrong, but I can't say. Then again, he's he's not going to please everybody. Yeah. We just got to see WWE go in a different direction. We need to see WWE, first of all, like I said, get rid of the freaking PG era crap. Make WWE legitimate pro wrestling again. Keep the sports entertainment, but make it pro wrestling again. There are so many people, too, dude, that they've been conditioned to think the PG shit is okay. So when you say that, they get all mad. They they get their fucking panties. PG does not fit the criteria of pro wrestling. That's what's killing WWE right now is PG. And then I know we're not talking about AEW, but what's killing AEW is fucking lack of storylines for everything and an, Those and are, an overloaded roster yeah, yeah aw makes the great matches but wwe comes up with the better storylines the better storylines yeah and like right now wwe has been lacking in story because of well actually it got better with the rock and cody and like i will say yeah. i, I kind of feel like people are shitting on seth rollins acting like he can't hold his own because he's been getting disrespected left and right, and I just don't like that they're it, trying to it, do it. It's, it's disgusting. Seth Rollins, okay, he has been hurt, hurt for right. at least four or five <clears> years <throat> now. With he's had, I think he's had knee issues. He's had back issues. I think now he's currently got a knee injury, but I think he's had shoulder problems. The dude's body is. That's why I've sit on an episode with uh, another frequent guest. If Rollins took time off after WrestleMania, he needs to. He's he's so badly hurt. He's got to take time off, but. You know, when, when he was one of the guys carrying the company, I mean, you ask yourself, could he really risk that and risk losing a spot? I'm like, no, Seth Rollins is so popular and still so over with the fans. WWE can't risk 
taking him away from the fans. It's going to bite them right in the ass. I agree. Like I, I'm not by any means a Seth Rollins fan, but I'm more than willing to admit that he is a future Hall of Famer, that he has done more than most, and that he can definitely hold his own. And it's stupid that they're treating him like he's just a back burner opponent. Like the whole like should Cody pick Roman and Seth? I understand where people say it's a no brainer, but to pretend like Seth isn't even an option to shit on him, that's kind of disrespectful because he was the last few months involved in the confrontation at the conference too. And and rumor has it, he was, he was legitimately pissed off at the whole thing with the rock and everything. He was legitimately mad, which I believe because Seth is known for being a hothead. He's known for voicing his opinion and he's known for not liking a lot of people. And he cares about those he works deeply with. He cares about right. those that he has respect for. Man, Seth I gotta... Rollins is a guy, if you work well with him, if he's impressed with your, with your work, with your, you know, your work etiquette, your ethic, whatever, your behavior, if you have his respect, basically what I'm saying is if you earn his respect, Seth Rollins will take care of you to the best of his ability. He'll have your back. You know what's funny is you can tell that for that kickoff, CM Punk was there just to fill time, but I feel like he knocked it out of the park with what he was given. He was was perfect. Like his fucking, (laughs) I want to see Cody punch the rock in the face. Like, come on, let's, uh, who wants to see that? Like (laughs) he was funny. And then he's like, there's a lot of man buns in this company that aren't connected to men. Like he was just, dude, he was knocking it out of the park with what he was given, which again, I feel like pointless. He was not needed there, but he did great with it. I loved it. And it sucks that we're not going to get him for WrestleMania, but he is an older dude. He's not really supposed to be doing a lot of fucking hardcore shit. So lesson learned. Maybe we'll get him next year and maybe maybe he will take on Drew McIntyre because I do say set in stone. I do think that Drew will win the Elimination Chamber and he'll beat Seth at WrestleMania. That's that's where I'm at with it. I don't see anyone else being yeah. the opponent. And- I don't see Seth walking away the winner. And don't worry, y'all, there will be an Elimination Preview show. I'll be doing it in, in about two days with Mr. Braverman. Don't worry, y'all. Hey, there we go. I'm, I'm not too excited for Elimination Chamber. I haven't been in years because I don't like how bar- we barely get any of the world titles defended in the Elimination Chamber like we used to. But I get it. It's because they chose to do it literally before WrestleMania. And in my opinion, the pay-per-view that's before WrestleMania is easily the most boring pay-per-view of the year because nobody like cares about it. Yeah, like nobody, <laughs> nobody, cares, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, like nobody has any hope. We already know that whoever the opponents are that are the challengers, <coughs> they're not going to win, typically. So I feel like that is why Elimination Chamber gets shit on, which is unfair. It's unjust, but that's how WWE does it. So, I mean, I can't. It's kind of their own fault. However, I do want to see it because it's going to Australia. I have a love-hate with that, too, though. Here's the thing. I'm excited because it, it's interesting. I've never, I've never witnessed WWE in an Australia arena, so this will be cool to see. I will say, though, dude, I hate when they go to other countries. Not because I'm anti-other countries, but, dude, this 10 a.m. shit. The time zone, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Like, I don't want to watch a pay-per-view at 10 a.m. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> and then here's the thing, too. We haven't really had surprises at Elimination Chamber. Not in a while. Like, the one we did with Bobby Lashley fucking up Drew McIntyre so Miz could win, that was a good surprise, but it led to nothing because we knew Bobby was going to take over. That was kind of a, you could tell what was happening. Right. But I want to see a surprise. Like, I want somebody, whether it's Roman or Seth, to 
fucking defend that belt, win, come out, you know, victorious, and then fuck even what's his name? Uh, Damian Priest. I can't believe I was drawing a blank. Have him come out, try to cash in that money in the bank, fail miserably, or win, and then lose that title the next night. Do something surprising. They just don't. Because that's something else, too, that I'm kind of getting worried about. I'm like, uh, I don't think Damian Priest is going to get it. Because if, if they want Cody to hold the belt, chances are he's going to hold it for a while. If they want Drew to hold the belt, chances are he's probably going to hold it for a while. I do not see if we're referring, if, if we're sticking to the CM Punk theory that I that I uh, you know gave. Right, because I don't see Drew winning the heavyweight champion, and then at like Backlash or Money in the Bank when, you know, Damian's basically clock's ticking, then he cashes in and wins. I don't see that happening. I kind of feel like he's going to get screwed, and he's been holding that for no reason, which sucks because to me he is heavyweight champion material. He's not great on the mic. That's something he needs to work on. But I do think that it's because the PG rating holds them back. Like, Judgment Day would have been cool if it was PG-13, but because it's PG, they feel like rejects from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. (laughs) Dude, they're corny. They're goofy. They could be way better. They could be, like, evil. But, yeah, PG is what's I think they're just just trying to build it to to the point to where they get to the point where the Judgment Day just crumbles. Yeah, because eventually it's not going to last. Like, I don't... I think Rhea's going to lose her belt at WrestleMania. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. To who, I really am not sure, but. I I think she's going to beat what's-her-name's ass, Nia Jax. I don't think they're going to put the belt on Nia because nobody wants Nia to win. I like Nia Jax, but let's be honest, everyone hates her because she hurts people. She does not respect the business at all. She's like Ronda Rousey. She's just there for money, so. I really don't know don't, much about Nia, but other than the fact that she's notorious for being unsafe. In, well, I don't know if I said she's currently notorious, but she does have notoriety for mm-hmm. being unsafe in the ring, which is what we've seen. But, you know, at the same time, I said, well, during her time off, I mean, because I understand from her time off, she got a, a additional extensive training. So I said, well, if she got proper training and she comes back and is better, then, then right. whatever, but... I mean, I wouldn't say Nia Jax is a horrible worker. I, 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 I mean, she's had great matches. I, I'll give her that. Nia Jax has had great matches. Her mic skills are actually, I would say her mic skills are respectable. But, I mean, but Nia Jax, much like everybody else, she's just not perfect. But, unfortunately, she has that notoriety because, you know, for, you know, for causing injury. And when you cause injuries, your credibility is at risk, and you're not going to be trusted. And that's not good. But... Well, as and far as look Judgment at Day it. goes, I feel like Dominic Mysterio is going to be, like, the first one to have to suffer through this. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if the Judgment Day is just, is is gone, what what do they do with Dom? Does he stay healed? Does he turn face? I mean, if he turns face, then he's got to start a program to where he's got to, he's got to basically re-earn the respect of everybody, re-earn the respect of his dad or whatnot. But with yeah, I, I think yeah, this WrestleMania still has – I mean, I'm still excited for this WrestleMania. But this whole, like, it, 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 again, this whole episode, uh, point of this episode, this whole chaos surrounding uh, the press conference and the chaos going to, the, going to WrestleMania, I mean, that's why I'm excited for it. This WrestleMania is really, like, saying, like, no, 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 seriously, you have to watch this. I like it. I like um, yeah, I I mean, the build-up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, who knows what I'll be, I'll be doing by, the, by then, but, you know... That's just the beauty of art of wrestling. Like you know, you don't even know what to expect. But, but I'm gonna go back. I believe that at first they said, well, 
we're going to change it. It's going to be you challenging Roman for the title. But I'm sure Rock said, no, you heard the fans. Well, what mm-hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to turn heel. Because I, from what I understand is he pitched the idea of turning heel. He's like, he probably said, I'm going to turn heel. We're going to put Cody back on it, and we're going to do it like that. So, and, you know, of course, even as part of his heel turn, he called them Cody crybabies or something like that. So, so it's good for a long time. We haven't seen Rock heel, like, for over 20 years, and now we're seeing it. Except now we're seeing it in the PG era, which is, I mean, honestly, I, I can tell you Rock could do better as a heel. If, it was, if, if this was the Attitude Era, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Rock heel in the Attitude Era, I mean, that was gold. Because, again, as I said, the very first show I ever watched was the 98 Survivor Series and how he won the title. And then he was the corporate champion. So, well, you know, things are different now, but rumor chaos, in yeah, it really is chaos. Well, the rumor in any window is that The Rock is the one that backs Cody facing Roman like 100%, that it was something that he was driving for. So, I mean, maybe that was the plan, or maybe he just saw how fans were reacting. And he said, it only makes sense to have Cody do it because they'll drop the ball if they don't. Because they like are building Cody. Working closely together. They're probably saying, well, look, we know what we, we, we were stars during a very, very important time. So I, I, I'm pretty sure the Rock, the Rock and Triple H said, well, let's see how things go. We'll make, a, we'll make decisions as things happen. And I think sometimes that's the way to do it. Well, I had heard for a while that Roman was supposed to be taking time off after WrestleMania. I've been hearing that for a year now. So I don't know if there's any Again, truth to Roman's it. Roman's been carrying the company for a long time. I mean,. Well, some would when say, well, you know, he, he, he's, not all, he's not on television every single week, so he is getting some rest. I mean, I don't mean, I don't know. I don't like when they do that, though, man. I can't. I, I get that he's a money draw. That makes sense. I mean, duh, you know, that's their guy. But I have a problem with them making the guy who can't even do what Brock Lesnar did any better, which was take the title hostage and never work. That is super fucking annoying, dude. I don't like when they do that shit. To me, that just means that Roman or his agent is probably a good business manager. Because if you can get half the work schedule and more money, like twice, three times as much, then hey, kudos to them for being a good businessman. But in this business, that's shitty because there's plenty of guys that deserve that title. Like, I am fully on board with fans that want Gunther to be a world title. I think he's definitely surpassed that expectation. He can be a world champion. It's time to get that intercontinental title off of him. But I don't see them doing that at any time soon. And I, this is probably not going to happen at all, but I'm entertaining the idea that Jey Uso might interfere with the match and help Cody win as well. Because rumor and innuendo is, has been for a while that Jey Uso is supposed to go back to the bloodline. I just don't see that happening. I think he's doing great as a solo person and it would be better to push the envelope to seal the deal, basically screw over the bloodline. Like, no, I'm not a part of these clowns at all because they got to keep that going. This baby face run that he has is way better than the bullshit he was doing. I I hate to say this, but he's the better. Imagine this. All right. It's like, whatever, like, Cody's about to be screwed, and then Jey Uso, Jey Uso, imagine Jey Uso's the one who pulls the ref and says, no, we're right. not doing it like that. And then Seth Rollins, then Seth Rollins comes out, and then, let's say Seth Rollins comes out and then performs uh, two curb stomps, one on Jimmy Uso, and then one on uh, Solo Sikoa, and then, uh, and, and then you see, and then something, whatever happened to the Raw, or the Raw, I mean, uh, whatever, so, yeah. 
If Seth loses to Drew night one, it will be weird seeing him show up at night two to be in Cody's corner. But it would also be cool to see because I do want I want that because I do expect the bloodline to interfere with the match Sorry. and try to fuck with Cody. No, no, you're good. But I, I want to see that. I want to see outside interaction. I want Cody to have the upper hand as well and have Seth there or whoever to kind of fight those forces so he can focus on the match. That would be cool to see outside stuff and inside. That's the best way to do it, especially if The Rock's going to be there too. Right. But who knows? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We're like, what, six weeks away or some shit like that? I mean, however it happens, I'll be here on the show to recap it. To close this part of the topic up, though, I will say this. I'm one of those guys. I'm so sick of two nights of WrestleMania. It sucks. I do not like it, dude. It's not fun. I mean, I get it. You got more stars, so you got to fill the rot, you know, fill the the card. But dude, two fucking nights. That's especially when I'm trying to do stuff with like friends or family. Like Austin and I have a hard time doing this because it's kind of hard for him to stay for both, and it's kind of hard for me to go to his house for both. Right. It's like you know, he has to work the next day. I don't, but. I have to work Monday morning, so then, you know, it's like, this sucks. How do you celebrate this with family and friends? Because it's two fucking nights. But, because he's he's running his own food truck, so, you know, he's under, he's under, he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, like, I, and I you know, and, and, and honestly, I, I really want to find a way to be able to support, his, to support his business to the best of my ability. I'll message you after the show. I think I have an idea on how we can do that, because I've been brainstorming some stuff. Um, but, yeah, I want to I want to make it kind of a part of the show in a sense. I'll I'll tell you all about it. But um, I don't think he's going to come over this year. I'm pretty sure he's going to miss WrestleMania with me this year because of that. And I had this bright idea that I said last year on night two of WrestleMania. I said we should do a watch along. But Austin was like, dude, that's kind of a long episode. That's like a four or five hour episode. I don't think we can keep people's well, attention. Well, that is legal find this cop this copyright and yeah. Yeah, and so then I was like, well, what if we did, like, a follow-up? And he was like, yeah, but again, we could do it Saturday. It just can't be done Sunday because we all have to work the next morning. In which I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, that would be kind of dumb to just do one recap and then make people wait days later for the next recap. Because ideally, when you're doing this stuff, you want to jump in ASAP when it's over because everybody's going to be talking about it. Like, I make it a point, basically, any night there's a wrestling program on that I want to watch – 30 minutes before it starts, and while it's aired, all the way up until five minutes after it's over, I do not check social media because people spoil shit. They, yeah, dude, there's pages. They update everyone as shit's going on because some people like that. Some people can't afford cable and don't watch it, whatever. But that fucks it up for me. So I just, anytime there's an event, dude, yeah, those hours it's on and a little bit after, I don't go on social media at all because I don't want it ruined. And I'm I'm that guy, dude. I really don't watch wrestling live anymore. I used to. I just I can't because there's it's hard to keep my attention. And there's matches I like to fast forward through. Well, that I wish I could do that. These these I say these uh, channel packages are just there's yeah. no point of paying anywhere between fifty to hundred dollars if you only watch very few channels. Well, that's why I won't do it because I'm like, dude, why would I spend eighty dollars on YouTube TV if I'm only going to use it to watch like five or six wrestling shows a week? That doesn't justify it for me. That's not enough. I no, use that, I mean, streaming apps more. So I'm you, looking forward you, to this Netflix. You, you just had another. You just had a son, so mm. you can't afford to mess it up right now. But, but I think that now that we're done with this whole thing like that, there's actually one thing that we got to talk about, and this involves the whole thing involving Vince McMahon. 
Because yes. now there's allegations that his daughter is being accused of covering up this whole thing. I wondered how far they played a role in it, because they're all denying it. I'm like, there's no fucking way they didn't know what he was doing. And not only that, but a former WWE diva who died in 2019, and the way she Ashley. died, I mean, it was this whole, I mean, this whole, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, uh, Ashley. Yep. God rest that. her soul. You know, and, and I'm not going to mention her, like, out of respect to her, to her memory and her, to her family, we're not, I'm not going to mention her too much, but justice for Ashley, man. Well, they knew what happened to her. I was reading up that the fence knew about what was happening to her on her uh, military base where she was, according to the story, raped, I believe. Allegedly, yeah, by somebody Allegedly, yeah. a military doctor. Right, and the, I guess they knew about that. But the reason I find it hard to believe is because I look at it like, what does that have to do with Vince McMahon unless they're trying to use that to build up a case against him? Because they do stuff like that when this comes out. Like, Brock Lesnar is now tied to this, and I knew something like that was going to happen, which sucks because... I don't know if you've noticed, but they're trying to write Brock Lesnar out of WWE completely. He's no longer on the intros. He's uh, being removed from 2K24. That's what I read. I don't know <coughs> who that is. <coughs> but supposedly he's not going to be a playable character, and they're, they stopped selling his merchandise or some shit like that, which sucks because we don't know if he did anything. And whether he did or not, this is, again, separate the art from the artist. That's a terrible human being, but I like Brock Lesnar. Can't deny he's a badass wrestler. Sure, he doesn't know how to wrestle, but he makes it work. Like, John Cena's another guy like that. He does not know how to wrestle, but, man, he can make it work. Yeah, but that sucks that they're doing that. And that's what I said about Vince on the Great Girth podcast. I I feel like WWE fans are turning on him, have been turning on him. And I'm like, dude, I get it. I'm one of those people that said that he was out of touch, but now I feel like people are just trying to ostracize him completely and take away his legacy, take away everything he did, because we are a part of this new era in time where we now erase history that we don't right. like. And like that's I, said, fucking... I will never discredit him, but right now these are allegations. All this is all allegations, but the whole thing with yeah. Ashley – but what happened at the base? I mean, the story says that she was advised by WWE to to keep quiet about it. I mean, that's fucked up right there. Like, right. If and something like that, you investigate it. You got to take care of your employees. I mean, the fact that she lived with it. I mean, again, from what I understand, is she took her own life. And yeah. again, you know, and, and Paul London, who uh, uh, an ex-boyfriend of hers, was a former WWE wrestler who apparently got. One, who actually got fired from WWE for the most ridiculous thing for smiling doing a Vince McMahon segment, which is another story for another time. But you know, a lot, uh, you know, and he he comes he's on a on Rene Dupree's podcast, the Cafe de Rene podcast, and you know y- y'all should listen to that. But a lot of things are coming out. And, yeah, I mean, and now like, here's a, the thing friend, too. A, a friend of Ashley is now is now alleging that Stephanie McMahon. She's a, it, it, it basically helped cover up this whole thing. I mean, according to the Daily Mail uh, United Kingdom, Stephanie McMahon is accused of taking part in covering up this whole thing. So, Well, look at it like this, too. We've known for years about stories like this because there's always been shady and dark shit that's come out about the McMahon family. Dude, yeah. since the 80s, actually. If you want to get technical, steroids, since the 80s. The steroid scandal. Yeah. So, like, we've always known they were kind of dirtbags, but... I think because this is a case where it's been proven that the woman signed an NDA and he was investigated for that, we now know there's more to the story and that more and more is going to come out. So now it's going to be taken seriously, finally, 
Because look at it like this, dude. I know everybody hates Ryback, but listen to wrestlers like him that were treated like shit by WWE, who tell stories that seem outlandish, right? Right. But then you hear this stuff, and you're like, okay, I kind of believe Ryback now. I kind of believe all these guys that have said that Vince and them are fucking crony crooks, dude. Like, they mooch off of people. They use you until you're no longer usable, whatever. You know, like, I believe that. that. Yeah, that's, that's, I believe that's, that's life of, of being employed. When, well, once yeah, you're no, no use, that's anywhere. They, they toss you out like a common trash. I've listened to Ryback for years because it, it. I get disgusted with how fans treat Ryback on social media by bullying him, saying you can't wrestle, we don't ever want to right. see you work again. Yeah, right, okay, CM Punk, like another said, one. Ryback, not the best, not the worst. A guy who's just simply not perfect in the ring. Yeah, that's like it. I was never just not perfect. Yeah, like I was never a fan of him, and I didn't understand the appeal, but I do feel like that fizzled way too quickly as well. Like, what the? F- I wanted to see where that was going to go, you know, and they didn't do anything with it. So, so if Ryback right happens to be listening, no, I've been listening to what he he's saying, but at the same time, you know, you know, people will say, well, because you know, Ryback right is just you know unhappy with whatever. Because again, he was treated like trash, but at the same time, I've still been listening to what he has to say, and now he's basically like, I mean, more wrestlers I think are coming out. And, and especially former WWE wrestlers. Again, it's not just Paul London. And Zoe Amore's a famous one who's and, and flat Amore, out said yeah. they treated him like shit all yeah. over an accusation that, as far as I know and have read, was not true. But so. they kicked him aside because they didn't want to be associated, probably because they knew <laughs> the Vince would have got investigated. <laughs> you know, like, you look at this stuff and you're like, how much crime have they been committing since the beginning of time? To where they've been covering it up and now shit's coming out and they're like, fuck, uh, dominoes are falling. Who knows, man? I mean, I said it on the Great Earth podcast and I'll say it here. Yeah, it's totally fair to say that Vince, if he's found guilty, should serve time or whatever the punishment is. But you won't catch me hating on his um, his legacy. And what exactly. He's done. Like I said, I won't discredit him for what he's done. Yeah. But if he's found guilty, he needs to be punished for what he did. Right. I mean, yeah. it goes back and it again, goes to like oh, my ahead. heart, you know, uh, you know, again, justice for Ashley Massaro. Right. It, the, the fact that all, all this, you know, they said that her career was sabotaged because of, uh, you know, because again, I, 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 again, it's, it's more than just that story in, in the military base in Kuwait, but they got something to do with like an advanced attempt by Vince McMahon or something like that. So, again, there, yeah. there's, there's just so much coming out of the woodwork. So, I mean, and all we know is based on what we read. So. Right now, it's just, again, these are allegations, but at the same time, I stand by justice for Ashley, but what worries me, Tony, is that if there's accusations against Stephanie, that means that sooner or later, there's going to be allegations against maybe Triple H, against Bruce Pritchard, or anybody that's worked closely with Vince over the years. And I don't mean any any disrespect towards Triple H or Bruce Pritchard, I'm just basically expressing my concern. Well, look at it like this. I always tell people this. Don't people find it a little weird that Shane McMahon has wanted nothing to do with his family's business? Yeah, since and then the and early two thousand. Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn, a long time uh, guy that worked with Vince for so long, all of a sudden leaves the company. Yeah, dude. Like, because yeah. I never, I found that to be weird. I was like, wait a minute. I get not wanting to be in your father's shadow, but this guy has a silver platter made for him. Like, why would you walk away from that? And why would you come back for promotional stuff, but again, be so distant from it? Sounds to me like there's some shit going on in that family 
fast forward years later, there's some shit going on in that company, which again, you can't be surprised. I mean, what company doesn't have its problems? You know, like Walmart, McDonald's, name them, dude. They've all have lawsuits and accusations against them. Pretty much any place. I mean, even AEW has accusations now about not being a safe workplace and yeah. supposedly like a, there's like um tension in the locker room where if you're not part of the gang, the elite, then you're nobody, which Me? I yeah. can kind of believe, but at the same time, probably bullshit because you got to remember too, a lot of these guys that are online tweeting and shit are probably also people that they just weren't good enough and they were kicked to the side and they hate that. But there are some that I do feel where it's unjustified. Like CM Punk's one of them. When he left, I was like, yeah, there's something wrong with creative then because I can see it watching the matches. And one of the biggest stars is like, fuck this place. I'm out. That what does that tell you? You know, like that's an AEW is not innocent. I mean, Andrade left. They dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. Fucking House of Black would have been great. They fucked that up, you know, and I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm really not. I'm not digging what's going on with Adam Copeland. That's kind of stupid. I don't like the way they're billing him. It's just, it feels like they're giving him the Adam Cole treatment. He's just there to draw fans in and nothing's going to come of it. And that sucks. Right. But, but anyway, but yeah. uh, speaking of Shane McMahon, uh, congratulations to his son, Kenyon, on committing to uh, the University of North Carolina. I believe it was Shane's other son actually plays for uh, plays uh, at Indiana, I believe, so... So it's good to see things are going well for Shane, but as you mentioned, how Shane has been distant, I mean, it's, I'm telling you, things are becoming more and more clear as time goes on. So that's why we're providing the updates right here. So I wonder um, if, if, because I do think Vince is guilty just based on those text messages, <laughs> but I wonder what's going to happen to him. Like, will he face any time or what? Especially because he's so fucking old. Will they just make him rot in prison? You know, like he is. I don't know how old he is. I'm pretty sure he's like what? He's 80 like, by now. He's yeah, he's in his he's in his late 70s, but yeah, he's worries me there. Tony is that money talks. Mm, yeah, that too. I mean, he's a billionaire at this point. Why does he need more money? And he can, he can keep appealing and appealing and appealing. Yeah, I mean, even if he were to get ousted by WWE or TKO and then, you know, goes on and is basically doing his own thing, I got a feeling he'll open his own business and be just as big. Because you can shit on that name all you want. Everybody knows who Vince McMahon is. Even people that aren't wrestling fans know who the McMahons are. So you're not going to erase his legacy. Good luck trying. But if justice needs to be served, then 100% yes. And I think everyone involved should be. Like, I knew from the get-go that John Laurinaitis had something to do with this because I've listened to everybody that's ever said anything about him. They were like, he's a piece of shit. Even... Even Jim Cornette fucking hates Laurinaitis. Laurinaitis has been working for his motherfucker for a long time, for decades, so. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, fucking Kevin Nash has went on record saying that Laurinaitis is a giant piece of shit, that he has been his fucking mouth. Even I believe. Yeah, and, like, when they started saying that stuff, I I wonder how much Bruce Prichard is involved. But then again, I I kind of don't. It's going to hurt me, because Bruce Prichard is is somebody that I respect. I love, his, I, I love his show, the Something to Wrestle podcast. It's what helped inspire this one. Yeah. But well, I have hope because look at it like this. WWE fired him in 06 for an accusation that wasn't true. If they if they didn't really? want to protect him. Yeah. Um, Why was he fired? Do you know? Supposedly he was on drugs and brought a gun to work. And in fact, without spoiling it, 
go to something to wrestle with, it's one of the earlier episodes. I'm pretty sure it's like episode three or four. It talks about both times that he was fired. He was fired in the early 90s, and that's when he went to like WCW, I think, for a little bit. Then he went back. But then he got fired again, and like it was either 06 or 05, and that's when he went to TNA for a while. But he says that he was let go over an accusation. And he was like, you know what? It was bittersweet. I'm never going back. But then, of course, he went back. But the reason I bring it up is because I look at it like if somebody who was by Vince's side from the very beginning, if they kicked him to the fucking curb because they felt like they couldn't trust him, he's probably innocent. He's probably innocent in all this. But who knows? I mean, he could have came and, you know, came back and they gave him the fucking golden goose treatment because, again, it's Bruce Pritchard. I knew about Bruce Pritchard before his podcast, man. I've I've studied his work for a long time. I've. I remember when he was brother love, but yeah, it says it's here, okay, sad. no, he had a he had a tense relationship with Stephanie McMahon, and it said something about a misunderstanding that led to him being fired for the second time. Yeah, yeah, she fired him. She thought yeah. he was so, yeah. like that. That's what he claims. He claims that she thought he was drinking and on drugs or whatever, and then she just let his ass go, and he was like, "Huh, okay, Vince couldn't do it. All right." Yeah. So. But, I mean, they're back together. They're all a happy band, sort of. I mean, the only thing that sucks about Bruce being part of WWE, again, is something to wrestle with quality, and quantity has dropped off significantly. Because I love that show. And, dude, I'm going to... I mean, again, the Something to Wrestle podcast helped inspire this one. I'll admit, the Jim Cornette experience as well, and Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks, the Cafe de Rene. I mean, a lot of wrestling podcasts have inspired me to, you know, to start my own. Oh, dude, I, I wish I was getting the same numbers as they as they are, but you know, all I can I'm, do is, as just keep going. I'm one of those guys, man. I'm an Eric Bischoff fanboy, always have been. So I love yeah. 83 weeks, especially because for so long I held a grudge against Eric Bischoff because you know Mick Foley is the reason why I became a huge devoted fan of pro wrestling because that night, you know, on Raw's War when he won the title, and because Eric Bischoff leaked the results and you know tried to ruin it. So for so long. I didn't like didn't like Bischoff for it, but when Bischoff was inducted in the Hall of Fame, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to make maybe it's it, maybe it's time to just make peace with Bischoff. Not, not I, I never got to do it face to face, but I would like to one day shake his hand, admit you know admit this whole thing to him, and say, look, it's time to move on. See, and that's where I'm very different because growing up, I was Team WCW all the way. I like WWE, of course, because that was what my stepdad was into, but. I loved WCW, man. I ate that shit up. That's why I love Eric Bischoff, and I I am definitely like sad with how that story ended because man, WCW was awesome until until Vince Russo came in and fucked it up. But <laughs> hard to believe the guy that made the Attitude Era shine is the guy that destroyed another company. But because yeah, of I don't that, like when people say he made the Attitude Era. Well, like when people say he did, they, they they discredit Stone Cold, they discredit The Rock, Triple yeah. H, all those other guys. Yeah. Well, right, yeah, because he wasn't like the driving force like he says he is. He had the yeah. ideas, he didn't execute yeah. them. Of so, course, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody would discredit him more than none other than Jim Cornette. Well, see, like as much as I hate Jim Cornette, I still listen to his show because Jim Cornette's another person where I liked his on-screen gimmick. I loved Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I love listening to his podcast. Just can't stand him as a person, especially when he's like, all right, time to shit on fans. And especially those that are Republican, because I fucking hate them. You know, like, 
okay, dude, whatever. But like, you know, on with the show. Cause I love listening to him. He's one of those guys that even though he's stuck in his own time, he's a great storyteller. I mean, yes, yeah. because I'm not a big fan of how wrestling is today. Like I like wrestling. I'll always love wrestling, but dude, it's nowhere near as good as it was when I was a kid. So I like to relive that nostalgia and guys like Corny and all those guys, they're the best people to listen to because they tell those stories and yeah. you relive them, you know, in your head, you, you remember where you were when the rock beat Hogan at WrestleMania 18, you remember where you were when WCW had <coughs> Shane McMahon, like that stuff's cool. So, you know, I love listening to those guys for that reason. Yeah. But to close it out, uh, this whole thing with Stephanie, I mean, again, I kind of feel bad that we mentioned the possibility of this whole thing with Bruce Pritchard because, again, Bruce Pritchard is somebody that I've respected for a long time. Again, I love his show. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the work that he's done at Impact Wrestling and, and, and everywhere. I mean, Bruce Pritchard has made an impact everywhere he's gone. So, And I think he briefly worked with, M, with Major League Wrestling before he returned to WWE in 2019. But, again, what really concerns me is that – I mean, Brock Lesnar has and has has been very close to, to Vince for a while. So, so these allegations with Stephanie, what worries me is that sooner or later there's going to be other allegations. There's going to be allegations against others that are involved in this thing. But what I'm trying to say is, look, I'm 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 worried and concerned. Now, people say it's the same thing. Like, no, worried because I just don't because this whole thing is already bad enough as it is. The concern part is is who else is involved in this. Well, yeah, that's where you're going to wonder who exactly. Because the company is going to suffer. The reputation of the company is at stake, too. Well, and I wonder, too, like, you know, how far does it go? How long has Vince been doing this for? I want to say forever. We've seen nothing. He's... I think we've seen nothing yet. And I think it's yeah. going to be at least, a, even after a year with more and more stuff coming out, I still, I'll, I'll still feel like we have still, we're probably still at the bottom of the second inning. I do know that Triple H and a bunch of people in WWE, well, TKO, has basically told all the wrestlers or all the talent, don't talk about it. On Twitter, Facebook, you're not allowed to talk about it. So that says something. I, mean, I know they're trying it, it to protect the company. It, it could say Triple H just basically spilled the beans like that, but maybe he's like, look, this is serious enough. We yeah. don't, yeah, like, they're protect yourself, protect save yourselves, just don't talk about it. If a fan or whatever says, just say no. Just say yeah, exactly. no comment or I plead the fifth. Right. So, anyway, I think we've covered everything today. Uh, Tony, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, Austin, and the Great Girth Podcast? <clears throat> Currently, the greatgirthpodcast.com is under maintenance. That's an unfortunate news update I have for everybody. But until then, you can find us on YouTube at the Great Girth Podcast as well as Rumble. Same thing at the Great Girth Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts. Right now, people, for whatever reason, love to go to Spotify to listen to us. So, I mean, there you go. Spotify does have our video episodes because we just started cracking the video episodes like months ago. That's why I listen if, to the show. Thank you. Oh, oh, actually, I forgot to mention, we're also on TikTok. I don't typically advertise that because I hate TikTok. But if you want to find some video, you know, podcast clips, there you go. Otherwise, please check us out on Facebook. Again, that's at the Great Growth Podcast. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can find Ringside Chaos anywhere you get your podcasts. What I need you to do is hit that subscribe button, 
hit the notification bell because Tony and I want to be sure that you will not be missing out on any exciting upcoming content, whether it's on Ringside Chaos or on the Great Grid Podcast, which I will be on the show again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Tony, thank you so much. I can't wait to have you back on again soon, sir. Thanks, brother. Can't wait to come back on.